0: Pyramid and Proven Investments Limited. Welcome to Impacting Jamaica. I am Tamika Gordon. I'm speaking with
1: Rashidi Thomas, co-founder of GiftMe, a digital gift card company that has grown into so much more than that since it was established in 2021. Rashidi will be sharing the story of how they got started and some gems of entrepreneurship that he has picked up since launching this business. Thank you for joining us, Rashidi. Thank you,
2: Tamika. Happy to be here.
1: Great, it's good to have you. So first up, how do you describe your company in terms of what it is and what it offers to the public?
2: All right, so give to me in a nutshell, it's a digital gift card platform that allows um, persons from anywhere they are in the world, whether in Jamaica, overseas, whatever it is, whereby you can go on our website and purchase a gift card for your loved one, for your friends, for any from, for any occasion. So we currently do business. We have about two hundred and fifty merchant partners island wide, and this and you know this comprises of merchants such as supermarkets, gas stations, cafes, popular restaurants, spas. You know, Fontana, Zans, you know all the big names, all the brands that people love. So that's that's gift me on the retail side, and we also have a corporate side whereby we allow corporate entities, companies in Jamaica who have rewards and recognition programs, incentives, birthday clubs, whatever it is that they can now come onto our website also as a corporate, um, sign up for a corporate account, and they can buy gift cards in bulk for their employees. Okay. My customers, yes.
1: So, how did GiftMe come about?
2: All right. So, so GiftMe, it's it it was started by myself and another co-founder, Rashai, whereby he was in the states and he got an epiphany, so to speak. It was in COVID time, and he 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 to the states and he was shopping in in the mall. Uh, You know, in the mall over there, you have you know, you have the stands that sell physical gift cards We can just buy a gift card from a stand, you know, from a popular retailer and, then, you know, go on and redeem it. So, you know, he thought about it and said, but, you know, we don't have anything else in Jamaica. And, all, and also, this is COVID time. We don't, why don't we digitize merchant gift cards? Because, you know, it's COVID, you know, people still want to, you know, feel connected and be in touch with their loved ones, right? Companies still have to engage their staff members. But, Covid presenting a, a problem, whereby no persons were not in office, persons were at home, persons did not want to go on the road, to, you know, in fear of contracting this virus. So it presented an opportunity, you know, whereby we 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 pretty much could go to these merchants and say, hey, you know, we know it's it's Covid, it's a bad time for you guys in in business. You now you know, however, uh, one of the benefits of a digital gift card is that. You know, when purchase when persons purchase a gift card, you get the money, the merchant gets the money up front. So for a merchant, it was it was good because you know you could purchase a gift card for, for, for one of your particular merchants for your friend, and your friend may not go in and redeem this gift card immediately, but the merchant will have had, you know, would have taken the proceeds from the purchase of this gift card and benefit from that. So, I mean, that was the genesis. We saw an opportunity, you know, within the COVID time um, and um Rashai came back from the states and he said Rashidi look I have this wicked idea <laughs> mm-hmm. and um at the time I was I was in between projects and um it was a bit of a limbo and he presented me with the opportunity and you know we pretty much formed a company from there and you know whereby he he was really the 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 arch, the architect you know the the the, the software engineer behind the whole building of the of the platform and whereby my skills, you know, are more customer facing, customer facing marketing, sales, you know, go out there, get the merchants, interact, all of that stuff. So it was a coming together of of roles and an opportunity, you know, that that brought Gift Me to where it is now. Mm-hmm.
1: So you guys have talents that complement each other.
2: Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and that's typically how technology startups are formed. Um, you normally have, you know, two to three persons who have, you know, specific skills that the other don't have, (laughs) you know, um, Mm -hmm. and you know, by coming together and putting these skills together, you know, then you can really go to market and launch your product.
1: So gift me started in the heights of the pandemic then.
2: Yes. it Um, um, May, 2021. So mm -hmm. it was in the heights.
1: What was that experience like starting a business in in this most unprecedented time?
2: Well, oh, it was <laughs> it was different. Um, I mean, even though it was presenting an opportunity for merchants, you know, you still had a lot of, you know, um, what would I say, you know, hindrances. Also, because of you know, it's a digital platform and. Typically Jamaican entrepreneurs or Jamaican persons are not necessarily mm-hmm. quick to adapt the technology right so that presented an, another another barrier, another challenge. Um, you know um, persons just fear of of scamming using their cards online. you know this is a new technology company. you know you don't have you know you're not like you're saying that you're backed by another you know a big name family in Jamaica. you know mm-hmm. it's just so youth from country. <laughs> you know, spin up something and and doing it. So it 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 was a mixture of you know facing resistance. So there trying to prove to to the merchants because we had to we had to pretty much you know give me is a two sided marketplace. So meaning, what I mean by two sided marketplace, I mean that you have to create the supply and the demand simultaneously, okay. right? Because if you have a website. And you don't have any merchants on there to, to, to sell gift cards, then there's nobody going to the website. Right. And if you have a if you have users, but you don't have any merchants, then it doesn't make any sense either. So we had to simultaneously build both sides of the businesses. So we had to onboard merchants and merchants that had a premium you know, type of field, merchants where we know, you know people would want to buy their gift cards. And also we then had to run traffic to the website. Raise their awareness to say, well, "Hey, you know, you can actually buy gift cards from one location, no, um, from your, from your favorite merchant." So it presented a, a, a array of challenges. I must say, um, the largest, the biggest challenge I would say was just to, you know, cultivate the trust with the merchants to say, "This, you know, we're a real company, um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, this is a real thing. It works, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera.
1: Mm-hmm. that was one of my questions actually you know what's what's the biggest challenge that you've had up to this point and how have you overcome that
2: yeah so i mean leaning on, on on that again in terms of a credibility standpoint when we just started out that was our biggest hurdle i must say um you know merchants were a little bit sceptical at first you know so we had to strategically you know know which merchant to target um starting out know, with our friends and and you know persons who we know a business who we we know personally and from there you know we would say then okay well we have this cafe with the next with the next competitor right so then we would say oh listen we have this restaurant or this cafe or this spa you know why are you not on it why are you not on it right it's mm-hmm. working <laughs> so you know, and then we kind of use that to build momentum and, and you know and strategically to when give me was launched in in, um, in May, for the spas, we, we specifically targeted the spas at the time because it was Mother's Day that was coming around, right? So Mother's Day is in May, gift and spas sell the most gift cards, right? So now it's COVID, people are overseas, mothers are not going out. I mean, you know, people still want to give their mother something. They may not be able to enjoy the gift right now. But the gift card allowed them to hold onto this gift card and use it when they felt it was safe enough to go out, right? So we strategically, you know, went, went to, in, in times when we know gift cards will have sold the most, that is sometimes what we used to strategically target merchants. But, I mean, it, it was a challenge, as I said, because there was a, always a credibility component to it, whereby we had to prove to these merchants that, listen, Right. This is it. And you know, obviously persons have gotten burned as well. Not only merchants, but users using their credit card.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Um, you know, that's also a challenge. Persons are afraid to use their credit cards online, even though they may use it on Amazon, you know. But if it's a local company, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
2: know, it it, it it it's different. You know, it's it's unfortunate. Unfortunately. So so we had to overcome a big hurdle, you know, and you know, we use different strategies to do that social proofing. You know, just the mere fact that we send our merchants their money every week, you know, and, you know, every week consistently, never miss a payment to our merchants. So that went a long way in in in, in building trust and just building the relationships with the merchants over time, um, you know, helped us to be where we are. So that was, I would say, the biggest challenge was a credibility issue at the time.
1: Interesting. Um, which, which takes me to my other question, as you mentioned, the skepticism, you know, and the, the fear that locals have in terms of this industrial or digital um, space that we're now operating in. So we, we are at the turn of the, the fourth industrial revolution, where digital everything is nowhere where it's at. Mm-hmm. How important do you think companies like yours are in helping to bridge our country's transition to this fourth industrial revolution
2: very very important um, we have started to see you know companies like link and you know type, those type of companies have have started to to help to to bridge that gap where persons are now, um, you know not so afraid you know the, you know the, i mean starting with the younger population obviously you know who are more Take first. Mm-hmm. But I want to tell you that COVID actually helped help in that regard because persons were forced to adapt. Mm-hmm. Right. And it so happened that GIF Me came in, came in during that time. Now, if Gift Me had started maybe two years before, maybe we wouldn't have this level of success. Yes. Right? As persons wouldn't be forced to change their behavior. Right. But we have a a mandate internally, you know, that we want to 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 create something impactful for 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 the country of Jamaica, whereby persons, you know, just see digital gifting as the norm, right? Um, and uh, uh, one of the things that we that you have to do in tech to 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 kind of change behavior and you know allow people to adapt easily is to use convenience to do that, right? So so being a, a digital gift card provider, our services are very convenient. And that that's one of the things that we drive home, you know, to 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 accelerate that adoption. So I mean, long story short, yes, we do have an important role to play. And um in the coming months, you know, we'll be releasing, you know, new features, new products that I can't really speak about now mm-hmm. that will, you know, also aid and assist in the adoption of the of, of digital transformation.
1: Is there anything that you think, you know, apart from Existing in the space and providing services or products, is there anything else that you think that tech firms such as yourself, you know, like Give me can do to support the growth, or, or better yet, how can we as a nation support the growth of more companies like yours?
2: I mean, for sure, you know, one of the things is that you know you have you have a lot of um, bright minds out here who want to go out and build products, um, a large a large part of why you haven't seen more tech startups coming out is just the funding aspect of it, because it does take money, right? You do have to, if you don't have a private backer, you're not from a rich family, then, you know, that is a hurdle within, within mm. itself. So as a country, you know, we definitely need to have more incubators, you know, more, more persons who are willing to go out and invest in these type of companies and not only, you know, want to invest in real estate for argument's sake. know because that's just the safest the safest thing to normally to invest in but tech has a lot of potential right to to for an investor for them to see you know enormous returns so i know for example dbj has you know they are trying Mm -hmm. right um i've seen where they have given grants for for this type of thing but i also believe that from a from an educational standpoint you know if if, if if the government in power at the time could could incentivize programs that are geared towards more technology you know in terms of for example, if you if you want to go to you or to do comsai or to do you know anything that is 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 software engineer related or in the tech space itself because not you mm-hmm. know you can be tech and you're not, it doesn't have to be coding right but you, you want to kind of give those people, Maybe a break, you know, in terms of a, a a lower fee or you know a grant towards going and pursuing these things. So I think it has to start from there, to to incentivize persons to go go out and want to learn more about tech, and then from there, you no, know, you know, you will have more people that are coming out into the space that, you know, have more ideas, and that will kind of bring the market to a point where by persons would want to invest in these type of companies
1: mm-hmm. and build out an ecosystem for that build level of growth. Companies.
2: It's precisely because yeah. it's, it's not, it's very fragmented. You know, you have, there's no real, you know, in the States, it is so, it is so developed, right? Information is directly at your fingertip. You know, you have these, these ecosystems whereby you, you find these ecosystems, you have so much support. You have so many people who have done it before. You have the, 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 the financial support. You have the, the, the thought leaders in the space that you can learn from. So all of that has to come into play. To kind of really build out that robust ecosystem that we need here in the Caribbean. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Caribbean is lagging far behind. Um, you know, even even you know, even Africa is way far than us in terms of technology and, and um startup tech and all of these things. So the Caribbean, to me is very far behind and we definitely need to, to catch up. We
0: definitely do. And now a word from our sponsors. John John, I know you're in there. I want no way to come back. Pinky this time. Akeisha. Akeisha. Just like me tell Pinky. Give JPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit JPSGo.com for more info. Manpower, Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpoint Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Centre. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-472125. We Welcome back to our podcast.
1: So so, tell me now. How did the two country boys come to you know have a company like Gift Me? You mentioned you know two country boys. In I want to talk about um, in a yes. little bit about your background as a child growing up. Yes. Um, were you from a family of entrepreneurs? You know, how did your yes. Yes. life yes. as a child help yes. to make so, you into who you are today?
2: So my story is my story is a bit unique. Um, and I and I'll get to why. So yes, my my family, I'm from an entrepreneurial background. My mother is a business consultant, and my father is, a, is an attorney, right? So they never actually worked a 95. I don't I don't, yeah. My father definitely not. My mother, maybe when I was just a, a young, you know, a tat, but mm-hmm. forever since she was an entrepreneur, through and through. Um and I realized that. You know, my background, my actual, my professional background, I went to uni, studied economics, I did a master's in finance, and I work in investment banking for most of my life, right? But I, I, and, you know, I'm investment banking, more portfolio management, so, you know, responsible for investing people's money, high net worth individual, individuals' monies. I worked at proven investments. My last stint in the investment world was at JN Fund Managers, which when I left in, um, 2019 I believe right um so but even working in that environment I always it's almost as if I was a little rebel (laughs) it's never it never feel natural you know I never liked I never liked the fact that I was thought of of, as a banker you know I would go to work and everybody's in ties and I just decided to not wear no tie right um I used to you know think that a lot of these things are just unnecessary and it was, you know, a lot of the things that you, that you, you, you encounter in the banking situation is just unnecessary and, you know, it 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 inhibits growth and innovation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I had always, when I went away to do my master's in Portugal in 2015, I think that was really the turn in my mind to say, boy, when I come back to Jamaica, I don't think I want to go back into this banking thing, you know, right? Because I was so exposed to, you know, entrepreneurship on a different level. You know things that you could do, but I mean, lo and behold, when I came back in 2015, I had to find a job because when you go to school overseas, you come back and you're broke,
0: right? <laughs> um,
2: and the truth is that I just had to take you know what I was proficient in at the time, which was investment banking. So fast forward to to 2018, thereabouts, um, I I I met Rush with the other co-founder through another project I wanted to do when I was working in the bank a tech um startup just the same and i came to him with the idea and we we started with it. it it was far down the wicket. i was still working at the time but we were working on it you know on the side with the hope that i wouldn't exit and you know we go and do this mm-hmm. project it was more something in the financial services you know equity trading that type, type sort of thing and we encountered a, a few regulatory um challenges and you know that project kind of stopped and as that boy you know um because we left, I left the bank to go ahead because it was moving in such a fast pace. I said, "Okay, now is the time" so for me to go ahead and give it all my, you know, all my, all my attention and my my energy. And um, just at the point when we were ready to go, you know, we were faced with a, uh, some challenges that we didn't foresee. And you know, from there, you know, that was the limbo space that I was in. And it just so happened that, you know, through my relationship with Rush, working on this previous project. You know, he understanding the what I brought to the table, and I understanding what he brought to the table. You know, he had this idea, and then he came to me. So it was kind of the reverse. You know, in this situation, mm-hmm. um, when I had, when I had met him first, I was the one who presented him with the, an opportunity, and he decided to, you know, but it didn't work out. Or the way he wanted it to work out, and he then you know popped up with this bright idea and and said, "Well, let's just do it together." So-, so
1: the idea then is to is to not give up on the on the 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 no. dream or the aspiration of, of no, doing like, your own thing honestly, and finding the
2: time and finding the time honestly there are so much opportunities out there One I wanna mean opportunities people don't sometimes people look to go into the technology like the tech space and you know you want to do something that is world changing right sometimes it doesn't even need a product that is world changing you just need to be solving a problem
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you know solving a problem that people are willing to pay for the problem should be so so you know, what would I say? You know, such a bother to the person we are selling it to. That, that they they'd willing be willing to pay to solve to, it. Pay to solve it. So mm-hmm. so that is exactly, you know, you know, where gift me came about in terms of the timing was right in terms of COVID. They had a problem, you know, people had a problem buying gift cards. Companies had in a problem buying gift cards in bulk because it's no out of office. They can't manually distribute these gift cards to so people who are working at home. It's just a cost, right? So it's literally finding a problem and you know, trying to solve it. And honestly, you know, the entrepreneurship world, anybody would tell you, you you're never gonna go through it without any sort of failure, right? You may fail first one, two, three projects before you find the one that really takes off. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 a testament to that because you know, I did two tech tech tech. tech the, the first the first thing I tried was uh, a logistics company, um, <laughs> whereby I wanted to supply. Um all uh, the riders, all uh, the logistics companies in Jamaica with a platform whereby they could track their riders, dispatch all of these things, you know, because you know, I realized that they they never had they were running these things and it was not anything that You was mean
1: bike riders, bike bearers?
2: Ride, bearers, tech driven. Okay. You know, but I mean at the time, this was in 2019 or 2018, it was the same. I think mm-hmm. it was made too early and I never had the I never had the knowledge that I have now. Mm-hmm. I didn't never really go anywhere. And then I tried something else, it failed. And then now this is give me. So, <laughs> so you've grown into it? I've grown into it. I've mm-hmm. grown into it. And um, I mean, a big part of it is that you you can't be fearful of failure. You know, um, I think a lot of the reasons why persons don't take on the entrepreneurship route is through fear.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, what if it doesn't work? You know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? You know, which is, I mean, I can understand you know, I can understand where that but comes from. But once you
1: overcome that, then once you'd be surprised overcome. to see precisely. how you actually take off.
2: Precisely, precisely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's take a break now to hear from our sponsors. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Rashidi Thomas, co-founder of Gift Me, and he's sharing the story of the birth and growth of Gift Me, as well as some gems in terms of entrepreneurship that he has learned along the way. All right, so Rashidi, here's my other question. As we were talking about, you know, not being fearful and stepping out as an entrepreneur and launching your idea, not being fearful of failure because you know you have to fall a few times before you actually succeed. So the question is, what advice would you give to nervous entrepreneurs about scaling, starting, and scaling a business?
2: Well, starting first and foremost. I believe you have to what we call in, in in technology, you know, find product market fit, meaning that when you have a new idea and you want to know, you know, build on this idea, you know, before you start taking on money, investors' money, you know, and pumping a lot of money behind this thinking that, you know, it will work, you know, you build it and customers will come. It actually doesn't work like that (laughs) right (laughs) um you i mean in my in my experience it really doesn't work like that you know you have to find product market fit and i mean product market fit is maybe you know when you i mean once you have passed the 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 stage whereby your friends and family have you know like your product because your friends and your family support you if you can find 20 30 40 more people outside of your direct circle to buy something that you're selling then you know you're starting to have some semblance of product market fit, you know, meaning that your 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 product now you know is starting to generate revenue organically, you know, not from people who just like you because it's his stomach and he's my friend, right, or is my family member, you know. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, you know, don't be afraid to pivot, right? So scaling, yes. So you find product market fit, I know you want to scale this product. You know, so some of the things that you have to figure out is, is the market big enough, right? Um, who are your target audience? Um, in tech, you know, one thing that I realized is, is um. you know, you may look on the market and say, yeah, man, everybody want my solution. But the hardest thing in tech is to sell to everybody. You have to be selling to a specific niche, right? So, mm-hmm. You know, it, it could be barbershop. It could be. It could be here here, you know, makeup artists, it could be creators, it could be small businesses, it could be bakeries, it could be right. So it is it, you know, my my philosophy is finding a niche and solving a problem for that specific niche, not trying to solve everybody's problem because then you know that's that's kind of impossible. Right. Um, so you know, once you have found product market fit, you know, you found your niche that you're trying to solve the problem for, and you know. Persons out of this out of this niche has started to pay for your service, you know. Then, you know, um, along the way, you know, and I can say, forgive me, in terms of, and I go back to pivoting. You know what we thought what we thought give me would have been starting out is mm-hmm. not what it's not, not not where it's going.
1: Interesting.
2: Yes. How so? Because initially it wasn't it didn't it didn't start out as a marketplace. We didn't have a website. It would just for give a to give a merchant a, a, a their own gift card link, and then they would then go ahead and you know put it on their Instagram, put it on a website, and persons would you know, you know, go to them and you know purchase it from them, but realize that one of the problems small merchants, small businesses face is that they don't have the time to go and learn digital marketing and how to run, how to attract customers to a you know to to um a digital product because they are brick and mortar. So the problem that we solve is that we are we actually don't provide a service for e-commerce merchants, right? Our target audience are brick and mortar merchants, persons who (laughs) have a storefront who need, you know, they need to know digitize, you know, certain, certain products that will help them attract, retain, and upsell customers and and gift cards is one such product out of the tool shop that they have. Right. So, I mean, so when we started out, it was not, we didn't have a shiny marketplace. It was literally, hey, we'll, we will give you a digital gift card infrastructure, whereby no, you know you can advertise to your own customers and they will buy gift cards from you digitally. Realize that boy, that wasn't working. So we needed to know, you know, because you know that merchants are not inclined to do that. They really want just for, you know, for it to happen. You drive, you advertise and you did a sale for them. Um, and so that's where the, the marketplace was born. Right. Um, whereby we have the website and you can go and shop. It wasn't it wasn't designed to be like that initially.
1: So you <laughs> uh, had to retool, rethink, rejig you while you're running.
2: While you're running. So we have done, you know, we have tried products before which we have we have launched, but we haven't launched, you know, in any great fashion and it didn't it didn't work. And we just kind of come back to the drawing board. You know, so there's a lot of things that goes on behind the scenes, you know, um that help to shape the company. But I mean, one of the things that I must say is that sometimes entrepreneurs get, get wedded or get married to a, a specific idea. Mm-hmm. So they have the idea in their mind and you know it sounds good and this is how it should work. But when you go to market with it, it's just not taken, right? No, you can either kill it or you can pivot and try, try a new approach right? to get to the same end goal. So you know, that's another thing. You know, don't, don't be married to an idea. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds good in your head until you go out there. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: you <know? laughs> so sometimes you have to pivot, you know, and you may have to pivot. When I mean pivot, it doesn't mean selling a totally different product, you know. You mm-hmm. might just pivot in the way how you're selling it and who you're selling it to. Right.
1: Right. right. What is your personal success strategy?
2: My personal success strategy. Yeah,
1: what works for you? What what has been the thing that you think has allowed you to stick to it? Mm-hmm. You know, not give up. And 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 what do you think makes you that that person that you know gives you that 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 mindset um, to say I'm going to rejig, I'm going to redefine, and continue.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> short answer is you know I one of the things that I I I have a son. Right. I am a four-year-old, so that's an extra motivation for me to keep going. I always had big aspirations from when I was a, a young boy. Right. I did not see myself, you know, really working for anybody for too long for the rest of my life. And I don't see myself going back into a ninety-five. So this just has to work, right? <laughs> there's no way I'm going back to work in a ninety-five. It's just not going to happen. So it it has to work by the hook or the cook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm highly self-motivated, one, you know, and not necessarily not necessarily by in terms of material things, in terms of yes, of course everybody, you know, wants to have a nice car, mm-hmm. wants to have a nice house. But it's a little bit more for me in terms of, you know, my ideal, my ideal life or how I want to live my life is really to have time to do what I want to do. Now, time to me is the most valuable asset that anybody could have. Now, unfortunately, I believe that most of us work to accumulate enough wealth or enough money so they can then have time. But unfortunately, that time comes too late sometimes when you're too old, right? (laughs) When you're 65 and 70, you don't get to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. I, I don't plan to be that person, right? So... So, you know, one of my motivations is, you know, listen, this thing has to work and we're going to stick to it, you know, you know, for the next five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, you know, whereby I know at that point in time, we'll be able to know, reap the benefits of the work you have put in and be able to know, you know, have the time to explore other things, whatever you want to do with your life at that point in time. Then It's, it's really up to you because no, you're not on that, 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 um, that wheel, you know, mm-hmm. trying to make up, trying to, you know, go at it every day, just trying to accumulate this amount of money. Um, so you can find the time later. And the truth is that unfortunately in, in a in a structured nine to five, it's very difficult. It's designed, kind of designed for you to go through the wrongs, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. You know, you don't really you don't really control your own destiny, so to speak, you know, in that in that fashion. So Mm -hmm. you want to be able to put yourself in a position where you control your destiny and you decide, you know, when I can say, all right, I think I have done this, uh, made some impact. I'm at a stage in my life where now I can, you know, run off into the sunset. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Um, What has been one of the most rewarding experiences? So we often talk about, you know, the pitfalls or the failures, but what has been one of the most rewarding experiences for you as an entrepreneur? Um, And how has this led, sorry, to your personal growth and the growth of your business?
2: All right. So one of my, I mean, in the the business itself, you know, because I I have been a sales leader, Run through, and through mm-hmm. all of all the steps of my career. My, I mean, even though I was in banking, they did teach me a lot of important things that I know use now. Right? So I don't bash it, <laughs> I, don't, I don't bash my, my past. Um, but one of the hardest, most difficult merchants that we were prospecting, and I can't call the name now because we have him as a merchant, was Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Took us over a year. Wow. And uh, in this business, you know, if you're highly motivated by wins, you know, know, Starbucks is a big merchant, you know, they're internationally globally known and they're the king of gift cards globally. You know, nobody sells gift cards as much as Starbucks. Knowing that we actually stuck in, did the work, you know, presented a good value, you know, a good um, exchange of value to them, knowing that they were willing to come on and use this, third party, local grown, local-based, built platform, you know, and not looking for a third party overseas because a lot of times that's what happens. You know, companies are, you know, kind of skeptic about using homebred, homegrown technology solutions. they rather to go out and look for it overseas, right? Based on you know, their 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 perception of it, the level of quality. But the mere fact that we were able to Get Starbucks on as a merchant after over a year of back and forthing, right? Sometimes I thought I would never get them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a highly rewarding experience, um, for me personally. Um, it it and it really contributed to the growth of Giffney because Starbucks is Starbucks, mm-hmm. right? It, it led it, it 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 gave us more credibility to our platform as listen we are we are a company that can work with anybody, right? And you know. We had to go through international clearance. You know, we had to be vetted by their international team before we could they could join our platform. So the mere fact that we know that we have a good product, we built it from the ground, you know, and we prospected a, a merchant that, you know, typically it's not a merchant that works with third party outside vendors to sell gift cards. You know, I would say that's one of our most rewarding experience so far in working with the company.
1: Yeah, so that being able to stick to it and, and um, pitch mm-hmm. and re Yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of that went on. <laughs> you can imagine over a year.
1: Yeah, yeah that was really a long time. Yeah. Um, you have truly shared a lot of gems with us in terms of entrepreneurship and, you know, not being fearful, stepping out, not being afraid to redefine and to pivot Thank you so much for joining us on Impacting Jamaica, Rashidi. Is, is there anything else that you want to add in terms of, you know, one last gem that you want to say to entrepreneurs?
2: Um, never stop learning. You know, everything we are, our, our generation it has an advantage because we have YouTube,
0: mm-hmm. we have
2: the internet, and now we have chat GPT, AI, that literally anything in the world you want to know and find out, any idea that you want to go and launch right? You can go and research it and, you know, dig down drilling into the problem to try and solve it. So don't be afraid to learn more, never stop learning. And as I said, don't be fearful.
1: Great. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you for sharing with us here on Impacting Jamaica. And we wish you and your partners and your business all the best and continued success. Thank you, Tamika. Thanks for having me.